You switch the samples. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. Hello everyone, this is Cash. And this is Hightower. Cash, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, excited to be here. Excited to be uh, talking movies on this historic week. Not St. Patty's Day, but happy Kurt Russell's birthday. That's right. It's a duo holiday. It is a big deal. Double down. Coming up here. That's right. This is our basically our special edition, our St. Patrick's slash Kurt Russell, even though it's not a Kurt Russell movie, but... Kurt Russell's always with us. It could have been a Kurt Russell movie. Even when he's not here. Very easily could have been. Like like Egg Shen says, China's China where, you know, where the heart is. Where, where the heart is, is. that's yeah. right. So true. Uh, how you doing, man? What's I've, what's new? I've, you know, Pussycat? Um, no, it's... Uh, it's been a while. It has. It's been, what, two weeks now, I feel yeah, like? Yeah, we, we took a little extra time. We had a little hiatus there, but no, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, good stuff. A lot of, lot of exciting updates for everybody here. It's, uh, it's been an uh, exciting two weeks, and then obviously... Big seminal episode here. It's episode 80. The 80? 80. Oh, that's crazy, man. That's, we've been doing this a long time now. Do you know what I was thinking? We what should we have totally done an 80s movie for... 80. For 80. And 90 and for, for Yeah, so for 1990, or for the 90th episode, instead of doing a 1990s movie, we should do an 80s movie. Just I like it. Just keep them on their toes. That's, that's perfect. Okay. And good. we have big plans. We're not going to give any hints for 100, but we... Oh, for 100, yeah. We, we were just big, going back and forth, but... Big time plans. This is going to be a very, very big episode for Can't episode wait. 100. Can't wait, dude. Hopefully we get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That, that remains to be seen. <laughs> I should like tar- like target it out, like where like what month this would it's be. true. We're 20 episodes away. End of the year, probably, towards the end of the year. 20 episodes is a lot. It is. It's a lot. If we're able to put out three or four a month, I mean, it's five months. I could take some time. Good. But you we'll know get there. We're here. We're, we're going to get there. It. All right. Here we go. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, I don't know. You tell me because when I came in here, things seemed okay, but then all of a sudden you got into a big tussle with a one-armed <laughs> man. <laughs> you switched the samples. You switched the samples. Uh, yeah. The Fugitive. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground, barring injuries, four miles an hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. Harry Ford. From 1993. Harry Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, Julianne Moore, kind of, in this movie. Right, briefly. She's like third build, I believe. Yeah. And barely in the movie. That's right. Who else? Anyone else? Joey oh, Pantoliano. Joey, yeah, Joey Pantoliano. Oh, yeah. Gotta call him out. He's pretty great. There's like a ton of like there's character a bunch of characters I yeah. recognize, but yeah, there's a ton of people in this movie. We can call them out when we come to them. Because there's a couple of them that are in some great TV shows I loved. Oh, yes. So we'll, uh, we'll make note of that. But yes, should we kick off with a little housekeeping? Let's do it to it. Housekeeping! Okay. Item number one for me. You and I. Just saw a movie last night. We sure did. A Scream movie, in fact. That's right. The number, sixth. Number six in the series. Very much so. I went back and was looking at the previous entries, and you had Scream... Oh, wait. No, this was the fifth? No, you're right. It's the sixth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cause, six. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3. Was the fourth one Scream 4? 
I think or so. Just Scream. I think it was Scream Four. Because the fifth one was Just Scream yeah. 2022, which was kind of threw me off, and then it went to Scream Six. Right. Right. So I don't even. Well, yeah. I don't know if it, does it have a sub name or like this new one. Did it say Scream Six? It definitely because it had the V and the I. Okay, I remember seeing yeah. the Roman numerals, like yeah, that's weird. Like worked into the. It's kind of like the what they did poster. with the Halloween. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the recent Halloween trilogy. It's like kind of a requel, but it's not because all the legacy characters are still included, and it's still, yeah. it's still adding to that series. But it's interesting. Yeah, I will just do quick impressions here without spoilers, but I enjoyed it. I've always liked the Scream series. They're I, I love that they are very aware. It's like a very self-aware universe that they mm-hmm. that they exist in. I love like kind of some of the meta stuff that that uh they they had and you know there's no Dewey anymore but right. you know I feel like they had good enough legacy characters and brought in some new ones and I love I love me some Jenna Ortega mm-hmm. big fan yeah and I um I, we were talking about before we got started so I you know I've always been like lukewarm on the Scream franchise like I don't mind it it's not my favorite but I don't hate it either but mm-hmm. this one. We talked about, I like, you know, there's some, definitely some different things. They yeah. tried to do a couple things a little differently. For sure. And they knew right to how to get to my heart because at one point, this is not spoilers. This is just legitimate. It's like something happened in the background. They have Jason Takes Manhattan on in the background. Oh, yes, they do. They knew the right to get to my heart there. Um, it, it felt like Jason Takes Manhattan. Like I right feel like the, they, there were right, some yeah. definite parts where I was like, they clearly are like paying homage to what I, should have been. A good I actually movie. looked it up. They filmed it in Canada. <laughs> that's, but, that's exactly but they had some great aerial shots of new york city that's what they did with jason takes manhattan did they really yeah oh dude so that's even the better old, literally the only time scenes that they shot in that movie were when he's walking through times square on the subway and then i feel like there was one other one that they filmed in new york but otherwise that was it so oh, that's too funny dude. now it's now there's a lot of parallels that's awesome How about that but overall yes i agree very yeah. solid thumbs fun, up for fun me too flick. okay we are. Let me get ready for this next category here. Yes, you might have to throw an extra minute on. We're gonna we got, put. We got two weeks nope, to catch up. Wait, we got. Cute. <laughs> oh, we're, staying, we're staying at two minutes. Fair enough. So we got our work cut out for us. But like you said, we're two weeks behind. We didn't meet last week. Rough. Wait, I guess I should start the clock here. Should, are you ready? Go for it. Here we go. So yeah, we're two weeks behind. Last week, Battlehawks lost to a good defenders team. What? Mm-hmm. Break it down for us. I got some I got some gripes with the way that game went down for mm-hmm. a couple different reasons. Officiating was not the greatest. Mm. However, Battlehawks uh, three times on defense had just blown coverages that yeah. led to points for DC, which one hundred percent on the Battlehawks. <clears throat> but uh, hard fought game. I mean, they were in it to the end. I guess Jordan Tayamu, the defenders' quarterback, is is probably the best quarterback in the league. I that, he's, Ben he's the full package. Ben Denucci has been Denucci's good too. He I, just fumbles a lot. Right, exactly. He's he's got some ball control issues. He but, does. Uh, I think Tayamu all around is the, still the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. And in the last XFL when he was the Battlehawks quarterback, I think he – I feel like he's picking right back up. where he, he had a slow first week. He's getting there for sure. But, dude, he's such a dual threat. He can he's throw and player. run. Like, he's he's the real deal. DC has a solid team. They are very good. They're very good. But, yeah, so they – so and we did we had a lot of turnovers. They, That's we, true. We gave the ball way too much. All right, last week you were in attendance, right? That's right. The record-setting crowd, 38,310. That's unbelievable. And it sounded every bit of that there. It dude, I saw some crazy. pictures. It, dude, that was like, there were some seats way up high, but for an XFL game, that's freaking nuts. It was, I, I was telling my wife, because we, we had season tickets the first time, it was completely packed. The first two levels were packed. There was no openings. Yeah. There's nothing else. Dude. And oh, speak, how about this for a timely 
Just got an update. The Bears signed PJ Walker for a backup. No kidding. How about that? Former Roughneck. Former Houston Roughneck. But yeah, it felt every bit of that. Like it was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, Players were clearly jazzed up. It was it was a good game. They obviously won. So now three and one. Yeah. Sitting at second in the division. I came back and watched the highlights. It seemed like they were in full control. Like there was no point that I was worried they were yeah, losing. Yeah, they that were game. jazzed up. Like the fans were definitely getting behind them. The players were definitely using that. It was, yeah. It just it looked like an all around just the good rematch. Game. The rematch against DC this week in St. Louis. All right, whistle stopped us. One final comment: St. Louis definitely about to get an NFL franchise after like this oh, week. Yeah. Like the I almost don't want them to now. I know it's like who's gonna like, you, like there's a lot of teams that are like pushing new stadium deals. Like I know the Bengals. That would be so weird. The Bengals move yeah. from Cincinnati. I don't know. It's almost like the XFL is almost perfect for St. Louis because it's like they're an outside organization. St. Yeah. Louis is like basically like you know middle finger to the NFL at this point. Like it almost works better this way. Yeah, I, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like you said, I think it's an a NFL special team's sports in there. town. Absolutely. I still hate the Cardinals, but it's a special sports town. I will admit it. Hey, I will admit it. I understand. So, hey, I'll give credit where it's due. Fair enough. Also, terrible news. Juju Smith-Schuster signed with the Patriots. So yeah, that was a bummer. Terrible move. Just a real unfortunate yep, yep. signing there. I'm not going to dislike him, but he's definitely dropped a few spots in my book. Yeah. Never meet your heroes. Maybe he's going, maybe he's like, a, you know, trying to take him down from the inside. That could be. That's That's brilliant. I'll if he t- did that. I'll tell my kids that's taking his, their money. Then that's even that's more brilliant. Plan. Job, job well done. There's no saving Mac Jones. He right. sucks. Okay. Uh, what is your housekeeping? Sorry, I took way too much. Time. No, you're cool. I've got a few things here. Uh, first off, hit us up on the socials. Movies mm-hmm. with Cash and Hightower. Yes. Um, or yeah, it's Movies with Cash and Hightower, and then Cash and Hightower at gmail.com. Yeah, baby. Um, hit us up anytime. Let us know how you're feeling. If you're enjoying it, still five star podcast. I checked before We're I came there. in. Still five stars. Yeah, baby. Um, have a couple things I watched during our break. Okay. We decided to finally dive into the Tulsa King series with oh, Sylvester yes, Stallone. Yes. Nice Two thumbs, know. very high up. Okay. Very strong recommendation. How many episodes is this? There's only nine episodes in the first season. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, and it got picked. They're about, some of them are like 35, some of them are a little over 40 minutes, so not terrible. Okay. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but I have to say it's better than I expected. Anyone else of note in the series? Um, Dana Delaney is in there. Who is that? She is uh, Josephine from Tombstone. Oh yeah, the actor trick. Yeah, yep. Dana Delaney. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. Um, I recognize <clears throat> a few of the other people in there, but it's not like nobody else that like huge, huge names. Okay. I don't know. It's just it's a very well done show. All right, good. I'll check and they're it out. clearly like I haven't watched. Yellowstone start to finish, but they're clearly like taking inspiration from that kind of I've not seen ilk it. of show. Haven't seen an episode of that either. I don't think I'm going to probably. It's, it's been overhyped for me, but it, me too. And there's like four million spinoff shows from yeah, that. It's like, just, I can't even keep track of it all. But this one, I it, if you get a chance, strongly recommended. Okay. And another one I watched, I've been kind of itching to watch was the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, that's right. You the Nicholas Cage right, flick. Yeah. Um, I no spoilers. It's like a fictionalized version of Nicolas Cage's life, and he gets roped into going down for some guy's birthday party that happens to be affiliated with a drug cartel, <laughs> and Nicolas Cage has to save the day. That's awesome. And Pedro Pascal, I feel like he's kind of a he's a hot commodity he is right, hot now, right now. He's hot right now. Him and Jonathan Majors. <laughs> that damn Hansel. He's so he's hot so right hot now. Right now. 
Um, strongly recommend that one as well. There was like some genuine belly laughs that okay. I got from that. So, all right, excellent. And I definitely am going to see that. Last thing here, the missus has been on me about this. You got to hold it up to the mic. I have my oh ukulele my. here. I'm going to give you guys a little sample. Oh boy, it's going to be very brief. Our favorite. We haven't mentioned Amber in a while. Whoa, Amber is the color of your energy. So, whoa. If it sucks, make fun of me and blame my wife for doing this. But I'll go very quickly, and then we'll get into the movie. Ready? Yep. Just a little sample. Dude, you can go on tour with them. It's not great. I mean, it's, you know. Hey, that's fantastic. It takes a little bit of time to get your fingers adjusted and everything else, but. Uh, guy with uke. Guy with uke. That's Whoa. No longer me, but um, yeah, you know. We had a trivia night for my school not too long ago that we, I helped put on. It was like a fundraiser. Yeah. And uh, I was going to put a, I was actually going to, I was thinking about Amber. Actually, Zach suggested, he's like, what about uh, Amber? Whoa. Amber is the color of your energy. And I went to like play it. I was just gonna start from the beginning, and it has. I totally forgot how that song even started. It was like threw me off. I just that's not how I remembered it starting. But well, there you go. It takes a while to get into it. It does. Yeah, it's good stuff. So there you go. There's a little sample of how I'm doing. It's great not job. Great, not terrible, but well done, sir. I'm Thank impressed. You. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. You nailed it. <sighs> you really, you really, you're setting a good opening for our guy Harrison Ford. <laughs> Trying to anyway. Too bad the too bad there's not an actress named Amber in this. Movie. Whoa. There is an actress named Jane Lynch in this movie. There is. I forgot she was in this. Former Illinois State University alum. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. All I can think of is her and 40-year-old virgin. I know. <laughs> I think of that and, uh, um, uh, wow, Talladega Nights. Oh, yeah. Those are my, those are, I, or Glee. I feel like she was pretty, she, Glee stands out a lot I am head. very discreet, <laughs> but I will haunt your dreams. That's right. All right, let's talk some Fugitive. Of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse in that area. Yeah. Uh, history with the film? Uh, yeah, history of the film. Um, I know I've seen this. Like, I sat down to watch it all the way through at some point, I feel like in college. Um, I remember I'm very, very big fan of it. Like I was like, this is a good movie. It's a very good action adventure, kind of, you know, suspense, obviously trying to figure out what's going on. And then I don't think I've sat down and watched it all the way through again until the other night. Um, I've seen the clips, you know, a million times, especially like the main scenes. And I mm-hmm. always, I always watch it, but it's just I don't know why. But it was never one that I went back to super frequently. But always had very fond memories of the movie. I feel you. It's, I feel like you summed that up pretty well. It's one of those movies that uh, it gets kind of taken for granted, even though it's as good. I feel like it received proper recognition at the time. But as time's gone on, I feel like it's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. It's got some very iconic, very memorable scenes and performances. Absolutely. So, yeah. But my history of the film is my dad, very big Harrison Ford fan. I grew up in a pro Harrison Ford household. I understand that. So, we saw, like, all of his movies. And, I mean, I like him. I like him as well. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I wasn't being forced into liking him. Like, I... It's okay. I enjoy his films as well. So, yeah. So, I've seen this, you know... Probably a handful of times. I just, you know, this is definitely one of my dad's go-tos, so I always remember that. 
when I hear this movie, I immediately think of him. So yes, it's just yeah, yeah, it's just one of those films. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't ever like a huge fan of this film. But uh, so but yeah, this was fun. I hadn't seen it in a long time until the other night. So it was good. Uh, this was a good one to revisit. Yeah, I'm I'm happy we did too. And the missus had never seen this all the way through, so she was okay. she was on the edge of her seat. Well, that's good. Yeah, this movie is was very like I said, very iconic of the like early '90s and. I feel like there were a lot of movies that trying to like copy this and, you know, kind of took this formula. Yep. And there's even like a lot of like parody movies. For yes. instance, have you seen Wrongfully Accused? Oh, yes. With Leslie Nielsen? I watched that not that long ago. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie in movie theaters back in the day oh, when, wow, it, when nice. it came out. Me and my buddy Luke. And I just, I love that movie so much. It's so good. I think, too, like how many movies at that time reference, like, it wasn't me, it was the one-armed man, oh, you know, yeah. like the mask. The and mask, exactly. I remember, I, I remember hearing it in a couple, so yeah, it was yeah. It was clearly... The a, one-armed man, it's a, that's a good call-out, was very, like a very, yeah. very thing at the moment. Absolutely. Um, I do have a random question for you before we get started, but this is a quick one. Okay. So I just, instead of trying to think deep and get philosophical, I just went, I picked two Harrison Ford big movies in the 90s. I said, which would you rather? So would you rather be framed for your wife's murder and have to prove your innocence? No. Or would you rather have to boot terrorists off of Air Force One? Oh, definitely, definitely boot terrorists off of Air Force Same. One. Same. I mean, the payoff of getting justice on the guy that did it would be great, but then your yeah. wife's still gone. So I mean, like, I mean, you're like, I mean, you're... That everything's stacked against you and the yeah. fugitive you're the you know like you're all the evidence and i mean i feel like terrorists you at least have a fighting chance yeah taking, I, them, I, taking them down i agree I, i'm right there with you okay good and, question and like i said if you lose your wife she's still gone so it's true that's a bummer man yeah, i know i just i don't remember this opening being so emotional so i well that's the and funny it kinda, thing it kind of got to me a little bit so we and we can dive into it so that's the thing like in my mind I thought it opened up on like a very detailed, like start to finish of what happened in his apartment, condo, whatever it is that where oh, they really? live. And obviously, at the beginning, they just like they cut back and forth to yeah. him at the police station, and then like what happened. But in my mind, I remember I was like, I for some reason thought this like it played out all of it in detail, and then it and then it cut to him at the police station. Yeah, that's true. I don't I'm, know why. I'm kind of opposite. I kind of I kind of misremembered this as. It being like I remember the cuts and stuff, but I I always remembered it as like it was very quick and like you didn't get to see very much like on purpose because they didn't want to reveal the one armed man or if he thought he was innocent yet. Yeah, but it's actually quite a bit of kind of the cut scenes and like they go back to it several times, even when he's being like oh yeah interrogated. They show a little bit more. They show a little bit more. And like it kind of goes on and on and on. And it like, does. I was like, dang, I thought it was just like at the very beginning, but the other thing and before I get too far but the other thing i was laughing at, i was like i'm watching it and i'm you know jotting down notes and stuff but like even after they arrest him and go through trial like they're still like opening credits showing which i was like god that yeah the opening credits long. take it forever yeah it, like stopped and then it came back yeah like, yeah it's like a pause and it's like oh by the way we have to finish up here i noticed that too it's like someone forgot <laughs> so anyway so yeah like we said we open up um the Bambalance shows up at the outside of the ha- out the outside of the house where Bambalance. Bambalance, yeah. Have you, seen, have you heard that? No. Oh man. Whoa, Black Betty oh, Bambalance. I gotcha. <laughs> um, so the ambulance shows up outside of the house where uh, Doctor Kimball, Harrison Ford, uh, his wife Helen was murdered. Doctor Richard Kimball. And so they take him into custody, and the police start questioning him. And you get like like we're talking about, you get the little snippets of the story here and there. 
And then the cops start questioning him, and they are like obviously not buying his story about this one-armed man. Yeah, they're very suspicious. Which part of me is like, okay, you guys are terrible at this. Like, this guy's just lost his wife, but also I'm th- I'm thinking of it there. She's like, if I'm in a house where the husband and wife were there, and the husband was the only person around when we got there, yeah, DNA's all over everything. Like, yeah, I'd be a little suspicious if the guy's like, it was a dude with one arm that did this. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, it's it's always you know, it's, a lot of times it's someone that like you just known to the victim, and I feel like husbands are probably yeah a pretty high percentage of those. And let's also, I mean, not to, and I want to paint with a broad brush here, but if you're taking on somebody and you have two arms. And you're fighting somebody that has one arm. Yeah. You would think you would have a pretty distinct advantage. You'd be able to subdue that person. For real, dude. So it's a little. I mean, he is. He's. He's just. He's just a doctor. He's resource. He's just a doctor, and we find out more about the one-armed man later that maybe makes him a little bit more crafty. That I'm a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah. The, during the 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 interrogation, they obviously start accusing, not necessarily outright accusing him, and he's obviously very upset. Like, I did not murder my wife. Mm-hmm. You find the man with one arm. Mm-hmm. You'll find who did this. Uh, but the policemen outside, they're like, hey, we have DNA evidence all over. We have DNA evidence on the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, all this, like, it's very much open and shut case here. And even the trial is like, there's really no trial at all. There was one note I had that his neck is bleeding. And they ask him about it. And he says, it's from his wife scratching him. Oh, yeah, they did say that, didn't they? What, like, at what point did she scratch him? She was dead by the time he found her, right? No, she was, like, barely clinging to life whenever he got there. But, I remember, because uh, it was, like, it was very, very end. Like, he he came in, and she, like, kind of was breathing very mm-hmm. subtle. But she definitely did not, like, they did not show her scratching him. Yeah, that's, there's no way she was able to scratch him. No. In her state, but whatever. So... They go through this whole trial, and then they're like, all right, well, Dr. Gertrude Kimball, you're guilty, and you're sentenced to death by lethal injection. And he had no reaction. He did not. But if you, if you were found guilty of a crime you didn't commit, wouldn't you? I feel like I would have reacted. I would have had yeah. some sort of protest. Yeah, I would have. He just took it. He did. It's I, I was always like... I mean, yeah, I could understand being like numb to a certain degree, but yeah, maybe. you still... like. Then you look super guilty. I... If like you said, if it's okay, someone frame me for my wife's murder. I just got told I'm being sentenced to death for it. Yes, I would yeah, probably be, be like, I'd be flipping out. Man. Hey, I you know I I have some reservations about this. I have some qualms about what the path we're going down here. I'd be freaking out like Gab- Gabriel Cash. That's right. <laughs> this whole thing. That's, I wrote that trial very much. In my oh yeah. I wish I could be as elegant as my partner here. Right on. So we go fast forward now. Kimball's being transferred. Like he's just in prison for a little bit, and he's being transferred. Don't really know where. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Hey, they don't want to bring too much attention to it. You, all you need to know is he's been being transferred. Can I also tell you something too? Never watch this movie with somebody who's lived in that area. Oh. Okay. Because every two minutes, well, I don't know where that's at. There's no. There's, I, I, oh. I know. I've been up there too. I've been to Chicago a yeah. couple times, honey. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> so, yes, he, Dr. Kimball and a few other prisoners are being transferred uh, by bus. And then one of the prisoners, I don't know what he did to fake being sick, but he starts foaming out the mouth. Was it Alka-Seltzer pill? I was going to say, it was very convincing. <laughs> but then he's fine and but, stabs someone. So. It's like it's like uh, 
little giants when the kid when the kids put Alka Seltzer and they start mm, foaming out the mouth. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, he fakes it, and again, you know, call nine one one, but not for me. Somebody call nine one one. Stab stabs the one guard right in the stomach chest area. Uh, thankfully, I said Tom Smikowski blows him away though with a shotgun. Thomas Tom's from Musk. he's out office space. He's the one the oh the you're guards, right. yeah. That guy's in a great episode of Psych that uh, you know the James Roday show that mm-hmm. your sister likes. He's also he's Army Johnson. He's also Mr. Bigelow from Deuce Bigelow. Oh, you're right. So I can never see this scene and not think of the wrongfully accused yep. version, because the guy looks so much like him. He does, and he's doing like the air, the stewardess thing with his like the finger guns out and up and down the alley. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, God. I, and <laughs> I, I, the same I can thing. never unsee that scene. Uh, I th- so. I, I just referred to him as Tom Smikowski. I was like, he's very reckless with the shotgun. Uh, 100%. Like, dude, that that's going to cause some issues. But, I mean, I mean, to his defense, that dude stabs the guard. He just blows him away. He's like, yeah, we're not having this. Yep. I mean, that's fair. But it did seem like he was trying to not shoot Richard Kimball. He was, but. But then he also fired a shot, like, just barely over his head. Yeah, and he's just, like, weaving back and forth. And Kimball's like, oh, God. Like, yeah. It's, just go down, man. The whole the whole scene is like, oh, this this is not good. Um, as a result, a tire gets shot out. Mm-hmm. Giant wreck. Whole big thing. It's messy. Um, I have to say too. I so they're they're taking Kimball away. Every, you know, everybody's under the assumption he killed his wife. So mm-hmm. immediately he's like, Kimball, this guy's stabbed. You need to do something about this. So yeah. they're very quick to be like, you need to help out. But then as soon as they hear that train whistle. Literally everyone's like, no, screw this, I'm yeah, out of he here. He is out of there. My question is, how much time has passed from him being sentenced to this prisoner transport? Yes, that's a good question. Because, like, has he built up rapport to, like, you know, like, they're like, oh, this guy's actually, you know, he's under control, good behavior. I don't know. Or is this, like, a week later and they because you're right, like, if they don't know him that well, there's no way they're unlocking, he's unlocked, or, giving, uh, you know, letting him out of his chains. The other thing too, like a little bit later on, like I, it has to be sometime because at one point he and Copeland like have like a little bit of like almost a mm, bonding. Session. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They do act like they know each other. So, it, I mean, it has to be a little, a little bit, bit of time, of time. Yeah, you're maybe right. a couple of weeks or something. I don't know. You at, but yeah, Kimball, um, does the honorable thing. He grabs that guard, pushes him out the window, mm-hmm. saves his life. Sure does. And then he, Makes a death-defying leap and then has to try and run away in chains. Hey, Richard Kimball took the Hippocratic Oath. He did. He's going to save a life when presented with the challenge. I'm also going to make this statement. I don't know if maybe maybe you've noticed this, maybe you haven't, but Harrison Ford, whenever he runs in any movie, just looks like an arthritic old man running. I agree. It's weird. Even I, in like early Indiana Jones movies. I think I read where he actually like injured himself in this movie. So that's that maybe, wouldn't surprise me. That's maybe why he was running weird, but you're right. Like he always has seemed kind of like less athletic yeah. in a lot of his movies. I don't know why. I, I mean He does run funny. The poor guy too like I feel like he gets beat up on movies all the time. Like all these mm-hmm. stories about I know in Last Crusade he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Did he break his ankle or broke yeah. his wrist or something? Yeah. This well, I knowing that he had like back probably he had back surgery, I think, during that mm, one too. Yikes! And then he had issues with this. And then obviously the last you know handful of movies he's done, he's gotten injured too. I mean, he's Didn't obviously he like have a plane crash. Yeah. Jeez, man. He's he's, he's been put through the ringer. This guy's really injury prone. He's durable though. I mean, he's he's still around. Um, I guess so. So <clears throat> once he gets out, he he dives into this kind of ditch because the train too. The other part of this is this train derails and then. 
he has to avoid getting hit by the train, but then Copeland shows back up mm-hmm. and helps him out, which, again, that tells me, like, Copeland's got a little bit of honor among thieves, too. Like, Yeah, I totally agree. He, he came to help out. He didn't have to do that. I like that they set him up like he's trouble. But then I like that they also give him this moment of like, hey, you know, like like you said, a little honor amongst him. He's not, you know, he's not just an absolute terrible person. Criminals can still serve a purpose. <laughs> exactly. It was, but it, and then like too, like I said, so they, they he because Copeland's got the keys, so he helps get Harrison Ford out of his chains, and then he gets yeah. out, and then Harrison Ford's like, hey, be good, and then Copeland's right. like, all right, man, don't yeah. follow me. Like a little bit, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of like buddy cop movie. They're like, okay, seriously, that's the movie we all needed. The Copeland and Doctor Kimball team it's team called, up. It's called Bulletproof. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say double team with no, John Clark and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I feel like there's been a few of those. Amos and Andy. and That's true, yeah. There's been a few of those. So then after all this, we get the arrival of Samuel Gerard, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones and, showing up with his entourage. And Cosmo Renfro, Joe Pantoliano, mm-hmm. and then all his other peeps show up. Uh, the, uh, shoot, I didn't write her name down, darn it. The lady is Rose from Lost. Oh, Okay. And the other, the guy with the mustache, mm-hmm. was also had a small role on Lost. Nice. So two Losties. Nice. And Tommy Lee Jones' team. Small world. Fun fact for you. Um, they show up to hear the tail end of the press conference being given by uh, Tom Smikowski about him throwing the guard out and mm-hmm. saving the day. Yeah, what a terrible lie. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, I saved him. And then he's, you know, he's presumed everybody's dead. And then the police chief is like, all right, well, you guys showed up for no reason. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, oh, yeah, well, he, he has his people do a search. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, look at that. We found some change. Generally, we find leg chains. We like to see legs attached to them. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately folds to Smikowski's like, yeah, that story was BS. Yeah, he's like, tell me, tell me what really happened. I will say right out of the gates, man, Tommy Lee Jones steals the show. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford is a good actor, but I don't feel like his... I looked it up, too. Harrison Ford was nominated for Best Actor for this role. I just feel like Harrison Ford does, like, does a lot of like dumb reaction looks. and There's a few scenes he has which are good. Mm-hmm. Like when he's in the hospital, I think he's doing good stuff. But I don't know. He has weird reactions in this movie. To like, He takes news weird, strangely. I have, I have a theory a little bit about this because t- my wife and I were talking about this the other night. So I I feel like this movie is almost a little bit against the grain for Harrison Ford at the time. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, obviously, you know Indiana Jones, very you know Star Wars, yeah, very Jack heroic Ryan stuff. Yeah. And then this one, he's kind of he's not helpless, obviously, because he's very smart and very resourceful. Mm-hmm. But you can tell, like very much, like he's playing a character that's in way over his head too. So I wonder if that's part of the reason because yeah, it's just. just he seems like he's always in shock. Yeah, I no, and I agree. Definitely has some strange reactions. Like, hey, you're going to be put to death for your wife's murder. Like, okay. But man, Tommy Lee Jones, not not so much. Bringing it. He immediately just setting up a perimeter. I mean, he, he clearly the man knows what he's doing. I think Val Kilmer and Tombstone is still better, but Tommy Lee Jones still a plus performance. Absolutely. So we get to Kimball. He's still you know on the run. So he's. Comes to a, like a truck stop and he snags some clothes from this guy's truck and then 
someone along the way, like someone gives a tip that they found some blood trail going towards this uh, hospital. So Gerard's like, okay, well, we need a fax sent to the hospitals then because, again, Tommy Lee Jones, very smart in this movie for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, he's probably going to be going to a hospital because he's hurt. And this little, (laughs) he's given all that rundown. Then that one guy's like, what are you doing? Thinking, well, think me up a donut with some of those sprinkles on it and a coffee. (laughs) Like, very much reminded me of... Greenleaf. Greenleaf. Bagel. Cream cheese. I'm not getting him no freaking bagel. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Kimball gets to the hospital, patch himself up, patch up his wound, gets a little bit of medicine, too, and hides from a very oblivious nurse that... Yeah, how... it, like, it reminded me of Halloween, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like... <laughs> he just, like, closes the door, kind of, and, like, she could have easily seen his reflection in the in the mirror. A hundred percent. Like, what are you doing? Uh, he also gives himself a shave. Gives a new, uh, you know, he does fresh shave, clean shaven. Yeah, yeah kind of another change clothes. of clothes. And then he, for whatever reason, steals the most obvious vehicle he could have taken. Like, why on earth? You know, they're going to be looking for an ambulance. <laughs> Even Gerard's like, "What's he doing with an ambulance?" Uh, yeah, he called. Yeah, you're right. He calls it out. He does, but you're right. I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, That's "Okay, the you make dumbest a, move. You make a lot of good decisions, but yeah. then that, like, ooh, I know what I'll grab." Seriously. Next thing, I'll grab a police car. And immediately turns the lights on, too, on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they get another tip, and, uh, you know, so Gerard says, like, okay, I want phone taps on his, all of his contacts and everybody else, and then they get the tip about the stolen ambulance, and the guard, the other thing, too, when the guard's getting out of the ambulance, that's the ambulance he takes, so the guard that got stabbed was like, oh, yeah, that clearly saw, which is funny to me. Because the other police officer couldn't put it together that he shaved. The nurse couldn't look behind the door in a mirror. But the guard that's almost bleed, bled out to death looks up and sees this clean shaven guy. He's like, oh yeah, that's that's him. I think it's because they shared time. That's, it. that's true. So he, he, he was looking into his <laughs> we shared soul. Time. We shared time. He knows those eyes. It's true. Oh man. So yeah, anyway, they uh, they take off after him in a helicopter. They obviously find him and land the helicopter on the other side of this tunnel. So kind of trap him in, but Did you notice when they land the helicopter and the guy that gets out of the helicopter? It looked it did not look like I mean it looked like Tommy Lee Jones, but I don't think <laughs> it, it was Tommy it Lee didn't, Jones. It didn't at the same yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Man, that's either just a weird angle of Tommy or that's a stunt actor." I have to tell you, this part was a little frustrating because I remember, obviously, where it leads, but when he stops the ambulance and then gets out, and they're coming from both directions. Yeah, how on earth did they not see him? No one saw him on that side of the car? Like, get out of here. That's crazy. Or no one heard that giant metal grate open and close? Like, come on. We got a gopher. Yeah, he's very, very echoey in there. Um, This, I thought this was, like, later in the movie. I did, too. I remember this being much later in the film. It's I, right out of the gate. I did much. too. I thought the same. I was like, "Oh, this is towards the end." Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, he gets uh, he gets caught, and he you know, or he, they're following him, and then he snags Tommy Lee Jones's gun and holds him at gunpoint, and he's like, "You know, I didn't murder my wife, and I don't I'm, care." <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones doesn't care. Man. I don't care. And tries to take off again, but then gets to that opening, and then. Tommy Lee Jones has got him. He's like, hey, you know, this is it. You know, give it up. And he does a Peter Pan right off the dam. <laughs> he, this was a good stunt fall. It didn't, it did not look like a dummy. I don't know how they did it. It had to have been a dummy, right? Oh, yeah. It didn't look like one. There, there was a 
part. I don't know if it was like cut out or green screen or something. Like it was a really okay. It was something goofy, but yeah. It, well, and the way it like came back into the damn wall. Yeah, I was like, oh, weird. That's interesting. Well, can I get some damn bait? <laughs> yeah. Any more damn questions? Um, no way anybody survives this though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like one hundred percent. Hey, one out of a million survived that full. I mean, <laughs> you got to take your chance, right? He's probably eaten by a fish. All right, well then get a full and go fish it and find me the damn fish that ate him. <laughs> absolutely. I for I honestly I remember Timely Jones being good at this, but I forgot like how good he was. Yeah, he, he no, was he's phenomenal. phenomenal. Um, I'll tell you what, too. Uh, again, watching this movie with somebody that hasn't seen it before, because we didn't mention this, but during the bus accident, Kimball gets uh, a puncture wound in his mm, stomach. That's right. So when he went to the hospital, he kind of patched it up. So he dives off the dam, right? Mm-hmm. We're watching this the other night. That's right. He's swimming through, you know, the, the lake. And the whole time, the entire time that he's in the lake and then up until he tries to run through the woods, all I'm hearing out of my left ear is, well, I mean, that wound's open. He's going to get sick. He could get really sick mm-hmm. from that. It could be an infection. But <laughs> I'm like, oh, dear God, it's just a movie. Did she not see him pour all that uh peroxide and I mean, alcohol you, on you, it. you would think it's probably going to withstand a, a fall from 300 right. feet up in a dam too she did she just kept going and going i finally paused it looked at her i was like will you please stop it'd been great if like he wakes up the next morning he's like in like a septic shock and just dies like <laughs> <laughs> well i guess i didn't make it we found one we found a body <laughs> over here's, here here's one we got a fl- <laughs> punched his last ticket amigo <laughs> You're just tough talk a dead body. Found a wallet, nothing in it. <laughs> Love you, dear. Um, Put fifty on Dallas, old timer. <laughs> so then, he, yeah. So he, I don't know if he falls asleep as much as passes out in the woods from obviously the trauma. And then there's like this real awkward love scene kind of thing that starts off, but then it cuts to Kimball fighting the one armed man, and we can clearly see. Um, why you know the the arm come off but it also kind of explains maybe why his mm. fingerprints were all over her True. so just i was like i don't i i don't remember that part where they're like it's just a very awkward like few seconds of them like clearly about to make love i'm like this is uncomfortable i don't like this yeah it was weird it needs a blue light and take my breath away to make it more comfortable dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh yeah i'd be down for that <clears throat> so the, mo- the most unbelievable that part by the way that last scene uh when the he's like sleeping in the bed of leaves, they had all those dogs out and stuff. They're, he was not far enough away. There's no. zero chance those dogs would not have found him. Absolutely, those dogs are like amazing at finding like anything. They're like, Kentucky dogs too, right? The blue tick hounds. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones makes a point. Like, think those guys from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, like those. He they was not far enough away. Like no. those dogs would have found him while he slept. One hundred percent. I totally agree. Um, and then he finds an abandoned like train tunnel, which apparently has a bathroom in it. Uh, well, I don't think so. I think he. There's a weird edit to yeah, this point that's... where he finds that abandoned train tunnel, but then he's at a truck stop. The next scene. That's right. I think okay. the bathroom is part of the truck stop. Yeah. But it's like okay, like he walk into like a <laughs> abandoned that's what I was train like... cave tunnel. And now he's at a truck stop. That that doesn't check out for it's me. It's like, this is going to be his underground lair for yeah, no kidding. the foreseeable future. He found the Batcave. That's right. Well, and he dyes his hair. And I got to say, I mean, 
he looked like Harrison Ford of you know Indiana Jones to me at this point when he dyes his hair. Oh, really? Because I mean, it's look, darker shade. Yeah, he just look, he looked. He, I mean, he did look like a younger guy again. Okay. Ages well. Ages like fine wine. He does. He looked good for this in this film. Yes, he did. And then he starts uh, walking back towards Chicago and gets picked up by a lady. That's right. And then we have a, a very uh, again it's, and again when we're watching it. It's, they get the, the marshals group gets a tip like, "Hey, we got picked up by a lady, and they, we got the house, got this location." And my wife's like, well, "How did they get that tip? How did they get this location?" I was like, "Just, just watch. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay." I have to say, it. this when they're raiding this house, they all have to pretend to be homeless drunk people for about ten feet, and then they go right into U.S. Marshal. I did not understand why they had to do this disguise. Yeah, it was very. Uh, what's the movie? Point Break. Yes. It did. It. Yeah, it's weird. It's like no one's around. Like there's no one to like fake out. I was. I, I was. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm like, okay, no one's outside. Like, what are you trying to pull here? To me, it's like this is very unnecessary. Quite strange. So they have, like I said, they have those disguises, and then they break into this house. But we find out that it is not Kimball. Nope. That was at this house. It's it, Copeland. It was Copeland. That's right. And all of a sudden, too, was it Newman? Is that the guy's name that gets held hostage? Oh, the young guy. Yeah, I forget what his name is. The ponytail guy. Yeah. So he gets snagged and held. He's getting held hostage, and Tommy Lee Jones finally sneaks around and very recklessly, dude, zaps him. But like. Like a, I looked like a no look shot at yeah. first. The first one, I'm not sure he was like looking. I have to say though, I love it. He's like, I would have bargained with him. Like I do not yeah. bargain. Don't bargain. Uh, I don't remember him being so ruthless. Oh yeah. But man, like take no prisoners. I'm shocked he didn't shoot Richard Kimball on the dam after seeing this. It's true. It's like, geez, that was pretty. I mean, I guess he like Kimball didn't have his, you know, one of his partners in a. Headlock with a yeah, gun to his true. head, so yeah. he didn't. He wasn't like an immediate threat, but he was holding a gun at that time. That's a very good point. So, marshals, you know, excuse me. So, um, Kimball calls his lawyer, and he's and he's asking for money. And the marshals obviously have that phone wire tap, so they play the recording. They figure out that he's still in Chicago, and I love this part because they're all like. That's an L. Like, that's an elevated train. It's like, how do you know what an elevated train sounds like? He's like, isolate this audio and go back and forth. All to come back around to He is still in Chicago. He's like, you're right. That did sound like an elevated train. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's like, good good for you. Um, And Kimball is still walking around, but he runs into his old buddy. Dr. Nichols. Charles. Charles Nichols. Charlie Nichols. He said, hey, do you have any money? Like, yeah. And then takes the money and then sneaks away. And... Gerard, too, is starting to ask some questions. He's like, okay, why would he come back to Chicago? Mm-hmm. Why would he go through all this trouble? And he wants to start questioning everybody over again that had anything to do with the, the crime before. Right on. So showing us that uh, Tommy Lee Jones is a man of integrity. Yeah, he's like, there's some, there's like a little bit of, you know, uh, there's something something going on, something brewing in, in Tommy Lee's oh, yeah. brain here. And he's... He's like, he's still convinced he's a murderer, but he's like, well, something, yeah. something's not right. I need to just double check here. What's happening? So then Kimball finds a new place to stay. It's this Polish guy's house. <laughs> Polish, Polish lady. Family. Yeah, Polish family's house, sorry. And her son's a drug dealer. Yes. Which, I have a comment on that later. It's a it's a deeper poll, but I immediately, when they were questioning him, I looked at him. I was like, this reminds me of somebody. So I'm, I'll get there in a minute. Okay. Um, 
So then he goes to the hospital. He goes to the, I think this was the Cook County Hospital. Cook County Hospital, sure was. So he goes to the Cook County Hospital to check out the prosthetic section. And I had a little bit of a gripe with this because he just like slinks around. Oh, yeah. But these doors have giant windows on them. And people behind the windows looking at the door. I'm like, Dude, this was 93. Like, I'm, I actually totally believe this. There are people just watching him walk? Oh, but I mean, if you, like, in 93, if you looked confident about what you were doing. That's probably fair. No one questioned you. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it wasn't until much later in life where, like, people started taking advantage of security issues and, you know, things, you know, like, I totally believe this happened in, like, 93. That's that's fair. That's a good point. Like, I remember in hospitals, you could just, like, wander the halls, like, until, you know. I'm the, convinced you could still do that to a certain degree. The last 20, you know, years or so, they, like, they've. There's locked doors now here and there. Like I feel oh, yeah. like even like baby mother baby units, like it's everything is locked down. But like back in like, you know, twenty, twenty five years ago, like pretty sure you could just come and go. It was we had to with our most recent one that was born, if you left after like nine o'clock you had to go all the way out. You could mm, go out there, yeah, but you had to come back to the emergency yep. room. Yep. It's like, man, that just made it not worth it, but Do you remember <clears> like and like do you remember airports back in the day? It is it blows my mind it took a event like 9-11 to change all that. Like, you yeah. Can, I mean, anyone could just go anywhere Yep. in the airport. Like, it's like, Whatever yeah. they wanted to do. Like, I know. Obviously, we had some issues. Like, that's, it is, just, it's just weird. Like, it's sad, but weird that, you know, that we still had so many freedoms like that. To quote a great comedy, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. No, no doubt. <laughs> it's frowned upon. That's right. <clears throat> um... You switch the samples. So, he also, during all this, he, he does a little poking around the prosthetic wing, but he also snags a uh, card from mm. one of the Yanni tours. Yes, he does. Um, so then Gerard starts questioning Charles Nichols. He starts giving him a little bit of, uh, you know, hey, how much do you know, Kimball, whatever. And Charles, I mean, I don't know if, again, if you don't know how this goes, you're like, okay, he immediately tells Gerard... Yeah, I saw him earlier today, and I gave him money. But then he starts playing super confident, like, you're not going to figure this out. He's smarter than you, and, mm-hmm. like, definitely in, in his corner. Mm-hmm. Gives off the impression. Sure does. I love, to the comments, like, you'll never outsmart him. He's super smart. And he, Joey Pantaleano and Tommy Lee Jones are like, I, we're, we're pretty smart Yeah, he's like, I'm pretty smart. Yeah. Like, I'm a smart guy. <laughs> it's like, the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, this is, like, a good friend of his. But if you rewatch it with a different lens, like, if you've seen it before. Mm-hmm. I almost hear him like, okay, he's kind of like antagonizing the cops a little bit. Yep. I feel like he's trying to like make them more aggressive towards him. Yep. For reasons we're getting, we will get into. Yes, of course. No, I totally agree. And then we also get our first quick cameo of Jane Lynch here too. Jane Lynch in the house. Very briefly. That's right. Gets questioned and basically like, has he come to you for help? And she's like, no, he would never come to me for help. But she's like, I would totally help him. I would. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, we're going to keep an eye on you. (laughs) Like, that's great. Thanks for letting yeah. us know. Just say no, you wouldn't. Yeah, you haven't seen him. That's all yeah. you got to say. Oh, but just also write this down. I totally would a bit like, you know. If he came to me, I would completely. Yeah, I would, help, I would break the law and help a criminal. Yes. <laughs> Convicted murder. Quote me on that. Yeah. I would do that. So then we have a little bit of a montage here of Kimball doing some uh, research with prosthetics and making the fake ID and mm-hmm. Gerard also doing a little bit of additional investigation at the uh, the condo at the crime scene. So yeah, you see some uh, fake idea making in an orange peel. Yeah, well that's that's a little later. Oh, is it? Okay, yes, I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm jumping the gun. That's okay. 
That's why I write it down, because if I don't, I'd jump the gun, too. Good job. Um, and Kimball has another dream about the fight, and this one, you know, again, gets a little bit more detailed with what's going on, which, like you said, I just... That scene, just that the thinking of that happening. Like, yeah, I man, don't like. Yeah, I don't like any of these flashbacks. Things. I don't either. I didn't write a single one of them down after the first one because I don't like it. And to your point too, like you get convicted of murder of your wife that you didn't do, you're going to be put to death. But that, like, I'm thinking to myself, just in that scenario, okay, I'm at work, I come home, and that's the scene that I come home to. Right, man. I would not handle that well. No. As much as I rag on her, like I'd be a pretty <laughs> devastating blow if if, if well, we. Like, yeah, and you get like immediately thrown into the wolves, like and put on the like trial for yeah, your wife. Like you just, have no time to mourn your like wife's death. That's like, just rubbing salt in the wound. Like, yeah, okay, hey, like, by the way, man. you didn't do it. You're being framed for it, and you're going to be killed for it now. Yeah, seriously, dude. So there's definitely some interesting choices that were being made acting wise from. It would have made a great serial podcast. That's true. Many years later, that's a very good point. Uh, but Kimball wakes up because he hears the cops outside and like thinking, okay, they they found him, they're they're out to get him. But as we said earlier, it turns out the Polish kid was a drug dealer. Drug and he apparently was selling to like underage girls or something. Yeah, that they're like yeah, stringing out young girls. It's oh, like, stringing. Okay, I was like, what? Did, I couldn't. I missed like the comment something about like young girls. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't. I don't but like, then they say he's dealing drugs. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so it's not. As bad, but... It wasn't heroin, it was angel dust, PCP, and I never even had my hands on the stuff. <laughs> oh, so then Kimball goes back to the prosthetic, prosthetics lab and pretending to be a janitor, and he's like, hey, I gotta go in, you know, clean these blinds off, and he's uh, trying to look up some records of who would have the specific type of prosthetic arm. Prosthetic patients, right. And he does, you know, very gets it dwindled down to five. It's amazing that he could identify the exact like make and model while yeah. he struggled with a guy that's true for like 10 seconds that's true he's very observant he's smart he could have he's been like a monk detective clearly a, <laughs> a smart man so or a this fake psychic detective that's true so this is where I, I i made a comment here and like i said you can laugh at me if you want to so they, oh. they go to the the son who's spilling his beans you know about Kimball living in the house and everything else mm-hmm. but when he's sitting in the police station he like the way he looked did you ever watch or ever see the old show the cartoon show the critic oh with yeah john love john love right? he looked exactly like that character oh like not in cartoon form no like, like in human form if you go back and look like it's 100 <laughs> it looks exactly the same that's hilarious i don't right? know why and i i didn't really watch it all that much but i don't know i just remember it being on i was like he looks 100% like the critic here. I'm going to have to pull that back up. Um, so as he's in the hospital, as Kimball's in the hospital, we keep hearing like there was a big bus crash and a bunch of kids were hurt, which mm-hmm. you never like to hear. No. I don't like I don't like, I don't don't like. like wives being murdered and I don't like kids being hurt. I'm with you. Two bugaboos for me. Um, so Kimball's standing in the hallway and gets roped in to help one of the kids who's got a hurt chest. And the whole time he's overhearing it, he's like, Check the chart. Check the chart. He knows what's wrong. Yeah, there's a lot, right? There's a lot of going, a lot of moving pieces here. Clearly, and they're overwhelmed. The doctors are. Oh and yeah. He's, like you can tell, he's kind of at, at odds with himself. If he should intervene. Yep. And then he gets. Uh, oh, the Julianne Moore yes. who shows up finally. Yep. Doctor calls Eastman. him over. Um, she's like, "Hey, take him down to whatever room that she said that he needed to be taken down to." But mm-hmm. thankfully. Dr. Kimball's a stand-up and fantastic right. doctor, yeah. doctor and immediately takes him to surgery, I'm assuming. That's where he, he's headed him. Right. He took him but to the – it was something with his yes. uh, heart or something, right? Like, yeah. Or, 
Yeah, because they were trying to. They were, he was misdiagnosed with just like fractured ribs or something. Yes. But uh, Dr. Kimball knew he needed life saving surgery. And she also happens to see him looking at the x ray, too. So her spidey senses are tingling. Mm-hmm. So she has enough wherewithal to watch a janitor wheel a patient away after she tells him, <laughs> but she doesn't have the wherewithal to properly diagnose a child. Well, technically, it was the male doctor That's that came true. over, and he was the one. He like what clearly rushed. It was like a rush job. Because there were other kids coming in, mm-hmm. and like so, like he just like just was like all right, uh, broken ribs. Yeah, what a jabroni! Take your time and properly diagnose as a Amen. child. Amen. So, again, thankfully, Kimball gets the kid where he needs to be, um, and then he comes back down, and um, basically, she's she kind of questions him, and then she snags his ID, and then takes off, and then he takes off as well. Mm-hmm. Which, it, again, this edit is kind of weird because, like, the cops are pulling up, so it's like, oh, okay, he's going to run outside and he's going to run into the cops, but he just, like, runs away and, like, <laughs> just gets away from the scene. I was like... Yeah, he escapes way too easily it's at times. Very, a few times is very much so. And then Gerard starts questioning her about, like, hey, how come, you yeah. know, you didn't you didn't throw any red flags? She's like... All I, you did was take his badge? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I grabbed his badge and I went to security. What else you want me to do? This is where I think, though, where Harrison Ford, like, turns on his, like, good acting skills. Because, like, he's amazing in that, like, where he takes over and he's got the bedside yeah. man with the kid. And, like, oh, like yeah. oh, yeah, this is, like, this is this is what I expect from a Harrison Ford movie. He's, like, such a good actor. So he can, like, kind of turn it on and off. Oh, yeah. Which I enjoyed. Absolutely. Uh, I think another piece of the puzzle fits into place here for, uh, for Tommy Lee Jones and, and Joey Pantoliano here where they... Like, why would he come to a hospital? Why would he be doing all this? And they mm-hmm. happen to have the one dude come by who's going into the prosthetics area. Seriously. Can I help you with something? No. Yeah, this is <laughs> like stalking the guy with one arm. <laughs> Very casually, just like, no. And uh, I tell you what, this I didn't remember this too, but then Kimball starts calling all these people. And he's like, oh... 20-year reunion's coming up around the corner, and we just haven't heard from him, you know? I was like, that's that's clever. You're coming up with a couple of different backstories, too? Smart guy. How long has he worked on those backstories, you think, Smart though? Smart guy. I think he's shooting from the hip. I, I, I hope so. I think he's winging it. If not, then you got a situation like Steve Buscemi from uh, Billy Madison where he's crossing names Put, off the list. Putting on his lipstick. Yeah. Um, and hey, here's a reminder... This is a St. Patrick's Day movie. Happy St. Patty's Day. How about that? We see the Green River. We sure do. Get a wonderful little St. Patty's Day parade. We do. Love it. Harrison Ford in a tiny little leprechaun. And we totally we totally planned this and did it on purpose. That's the reason we, we did this We for knew Eddie. this was St. Patrick's Day. The only thing missing was a Kurt cameo. It's true. It's literally the only thing missing. But we just talked about him a couple we times. Did. So we did. Lock it in. So. Hey, at my trivia night the other yes. night. The very first question of the night, and the the category first category was St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. We kind of it was like a somewhat themed uh, St. Patrick's Day themed event. So the first first category St. Patrick's Day. Question number one: What ruggedly handsome actor shares a birthday with St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Just right out of the gates. Ruggedly handsome. That's the perfect way to describe it. Right out of the gates. It's funny because I actually had uh, like what like you know eighties nineties action star and the lady who was our MC. Was like, oh man, I didn't, I, I don't really think of him as an action star. I was like, oh, interesting, really. She's, and she was like, no, I don't really like that description. So I said, okay, what if we take it out and we call him ruggedly handsome? <laughs> and she was like, that definitely makes yes. me think of Kurt Russell. Perfect. I was like, all right, well, problem solved. Good teamwork. 
I would agree. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say action. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess not, but. Mostly because I give him credit for all acting. Yeah, he I mean, has. he he really did do a, like a little bit of everything, but I don't. In my mind, he's still kind of an action guy. I think so. I think more action. But he does like have a lot. He's got some comedies. He's got some dramedies. A little bit of sci-fi too with Star. A little bit of sci-fi. It's true. Like, that's that's more action to me. That's like, true. He's the, that's a good point. He's the sergeant. I was uh, I was talking with uh, my wife about something. My and, wife. <laughs> my wife, and she said she was having a conversation with one of her friends from school. Who she? I think she started listening to our show too. She started like some of our posts. Welcome aboard, Kendra, if you're listening, Kendra. God bless you. Um, but they got to talking about Kurt Russell or something else, and one of her other teachers was like, "Oh, well, I I loved him in Roadhouse." Kurt Russell. Yeah. Ooh. And I said, like commonly, yeah. And I was like, first off, anybody who doesn't have their head up their butt knows better <laughs> that do not besmirch the name of Kurt Russell with Patrick Swayze and vice versa. That's great. Those two are very strong individuals on their own. There's like a, there's a Bermuda Triangle of, of uh, Kurt Russell in the 80s. A Bermuda Triangle of 80s movies of Kurt Russell, Swayze, and Mel Gibson. Because they all had like this exact yeah. same haircut. And there's especially the Swayze movies, like he's a little more forgettable. Not in I don't think not in Roadhouse, but right. And some of those like next of kin type movies, you're like, gosh, was that Patrick Swayze or was that Kurt Russell? Or was it Mel Gibson? Like I said, unless you have your head up your butt. Right. But yeah. I mean, but no, I've I've heard that before, but I I, mean, I was I was started I was like, you need to go back and tell her to get her head on right, because if yeah. you start telling me Kurt Russell's in Roadhouse, I'm gonna tell you <laughs> freaking in ghost and everything. Kurt Russell, <laughs> man. I, uh, I think that would have improved the film. Oh, absolutely would have. Like Swayze was good and all, and he had some good mem- like good memorable moments and lines, but Kurt Russell and uh, Sam Elliott, gosh. Pre-Tombstone. Would have been great. Earp Brothers pre-Tombstone, even. Kurt was probably like, I'm not going to show my butt. No thanks. I'm That's out. true. I'm, yeah. I'll save that for Tango and Cash. That's right. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd be hard-pressed to find a movie that Kurt, if, or Kurt Russell's inserted. It doesn't improve the film. I mean, I'm sure there's a few. Oh yeah, but only a few. Not, like, not many. Yeah, like name a movie, just any movie. Ace Ventura. A hundred times better. Yeah, absolutely. Not in the not in the Ace Ventura role. No. But if he's like, if he's in it, Tone Loke's character. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, way better. Yeah, one hundred percent. No doubt. No, there's. That's a whole other. That's a whole other bonus episode we could do of just movies that would be improved with the presence of Kurt Russell. I'm kind of shocked he never did like a. Tr- I guess he kind of did a horror, but like a true horror. Like Bone Tomahawk is more of like a yeah. I mean, he did I the, mean thing, the thing, but I mean, I meant like a more like modern horror movie. Like yeah, that's true. Especially because he started with that. Like, yeah, because Death Proof isn't really horror. Yeah, it's more of like a thriller. Yeah, it's a good call. I f- like he could have been. I mean, Bone Tomahawk definitely goes. Bone Tomahawk definitely. It's like extremely Western. Extremely down that path. It's like oh, I'm a Western minutes. movie. I'm a Western movie. Straight horror. <laughs> like. Yeah. I'm a Western movie that will scar you for the next 10 years of your life. Yeah, you will not see this coming. Yikes. But yeah, I, that's interesting. All right, back to okay. uh, back to The Fugitive. Go get him! I mean, The Fugitive would be better with Kurt Russell in it. Um, Which role? I mean, I throw him in Joe, Joey Pantoliano's role. I was going to say, make him uh, the Harrison Ford role. I mean, you could do that too. I wanted to give her... I mean, Harrison Ford... Harrison Ford, he's a great actor, but he does make some weird choices in this movie. He does. I think, yeah, you're right. No, Kirk could definitely do that. He played Kirk the, could pull off Tommy Lee Jones, but it would just be different. I was going to save this to the end, but I'm just going to go with my hot take right now. Mm-hmm. 
this might be one of Harrison Ford's worst like performances. Interesting. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Great like iconic moments. I think Tommy Lee Jones put this one over the top. Oh yeah. I think Harrison's got some just kind of like head scratching character choices. Yes. No, I totally agree. But then he, but then at the same time, there are moments where he turns it on, like flick of a switch, and he's like, okay, this is yep, this is the good acting. Harrison Ford. I don't know. Maybe I just, maybe I just don't enjoy his like dumbfounded moments. I would definitely be, to your point. I would definitely be reacting a lot more differently in this scenario than the way he does. Yeah. Not and again, and it's a movie, so you can't. But like, there was no scenes of him like, other than in the police station, like openly grieving about what happened. He has some nightmares. Yeah, it's just and then he wakes up and it's just like right back to just stoic like. It's kind of hard to explain, but I stand by my comments. No, it's okay. I, th- I think you're right. And it helps, too, because like you said, it's not just him. It's Tommy Lee Jones, and, and yeah. there's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a good are... story. Yes. He turns it on again at the end, though, too. He's really good at the end. He very much. Or like the confrontation. Like Absolutely. I, that's, that's good Harrison Ford stuff. We'll get there soon. Where did we leave off? We left off when he went to go see one of the prisoners that he thinks could be a possible match. <laughs> at the police station. Yes. Just going right in the lion's den here. He is bold. I t- are you also daring, my friend? Um, I love. <laughs> I forgot about this comment. So he goes up to that, goes up to visit that prisoner that he thinks it might be, and the guy comes out. He's like, "Hey, man, who are you?" He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake." He's like, "Well, shoot, I got five yeah, minutes." Like, let's talk. he's like, "Let's talk." This is exactly what I mean, though. He's like, he's like very like soft spoken. Oh, I, uh, I thought you were someone else. Like, no, that's not how you handle that situation. You're just like. Oh, you know, hey, sorry, like I mistook you for someone else. You walk out, like he is is like he can't be playing the victim. He's like you know trying to solve the mystery to save his life. See, I think you, I think you play a little. I think you sit there and you talk with this guy because if you get up, true, and leave, then yeah, you're bringing attention that, to yourself. That guard, which he, which he clearly did. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, granted, they were on the marshals. People are there too, so they probably would have caught him if he did that. But if he sits there and just has a regular conversation or just, like, talks to this guy's like... Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, I'm with, you know... I, I wonder if you have a few moments to talk about our Lord and Savior. Maybe something like that. <laughs> just maybe play it that way, you know? Um, so true. But, yeah, Kimball is like, all right, he, he... It wasn't his guy. He gets up and walks away, but Gerard sees him going down the stairs. How does he recognize him from the back of his head? He's got new haircut. He's got... I don't know. He's just that damn good. It makes... It's, man, it makes no sense, but it's... Cool, cool little chase scene. That I'll tell you what, breaks I, didn't, out. I didn't think about this, but we were watching. She goes, he he yells, Richard, Richard, and he looks up. He goes, she goes. Well, I mean, if you're coming down a flight of stairs and you're the only one, you hear somebody scream, like wouldn't you just instinctively look too? Yes, probably. I mean, I feel like I would. I I would at least give a glance, but no, but I think I'm, at the same time that I so yes, but also at that moment. He could clearly see that was yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah. So probably you're going to look anyway, but then it's actually Richard Kimball. And it <laughs> so, helps that there's literally no one else on the stairs. Yeah, it was a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Um, to me, look like a leprechaun to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Kimball takes off. They, you know, obviously have a little bit of a chase scene, which a good a good chase scene until the very end, where he's like, "Oh, there's a guy running around. He's waving his oh, gun." I li- he, oh, I like that but, part. But, but like. 
it slows him down for like a half a second. Hey, like he's a marshal. Just enough time. And then they're like, close the door. And then did you happen to catch the dude behind the security desk? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, he swipes at him and misses? Like, but not even a swipe. It's like yeah. he's like, uh, and yeah. like barely reaches over the desk at him. Yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a strong effort. Not not as a, a effort. I, did, I do remember that. He kind of swipes at oh, his arm. Oh, God. It was just terrible. He should have shot him in the foot. Absolutely. He, he's, like, he gets behind those doors. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones fires off a few shots, and mm-hmm. it's the bulletproof glass. But his foot is trapped in the door. Just shoot him in the foot. I have a theory about this, by the way. Okay. What, I have a, a what little bit of a theory. What do you got? I think at this point, Tommy Lee Jones, he knows something's not stirring the Kool-Aid with this process. So he tried to shoot him? I No. I think he shot him with the bulletproof. He knew it was bulletproof glass. I don't think he knew that. And he had, I mean, after the first couple shots, he had to know. But the first shot was and aimed at the police it was, department. It was right at his face. But I th- I'm telling you, I think he does it to make it seem like I tried to kill him. I knew it was bulletproof glass. I'm not saying he's letting him go to solve this, but I think he's like, I need a little bit more time to prove some stuff too. And I think he wanted to, if he caught him, I think he wanted to talk with him. I don't think he wanted to kill him. I think he's on to it at this point, but I still think he's yeah, like. Yeah, I think there's definitely a sliver, but he clearly tried to shoot him in the face. I still, I mean, it's a, it's a police station, so he had to know there was bulletproof glass. I want to know where the checks and systems are, or the checks and balances are for the U.S. Marshals uh, Service because Tommy Jones has fired his weapon. He's killed one guy in like a very shady moment. And now he's just running through like a police, or the courthouse court firing sure. shots of people like, and at one point too after after he shoots copeland that he's on the phone with one of his superiors like basically he's like yeah you can you can do it like you can fire me or whatever and then just gets up and yeah. walks away he's like openly insubordinate hey, yeah too. hangs up the phone on the guy too yeah. yeah yeah it's like he gets results i'm pretty sure he was trying to kill him you've never been in the private sector but like i'm they saying expect results that's true is that ghostbusters <laughs> yes it is yeah he should have shot him at the foot if he didn't want him to go anywhere yeah, that's fair I'm sticking with, I think at this point he's starting to suspect and he's doing this to make it seem like I tried to kill him. He definitely gets to, to your point, he's, his foot is in there for a long time. Yeah, he's like, he And he knows yeah. after the first couple shots that it's bulletproof. He may not have known it at first, so I'll give you that. But once he figures it out, like, just like you said, like he shoots him in the foot. Tommy Lee Jones' reaction is priceless too. And he like runs up and the door's still stuck. And he like, he's like freaks like, come on, yeah. like, open it, like. Tommy Lee Jones is reacting how people would actually react yes, in real life. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And he deserves an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, wait. He did get it. <laughs> so, Kimball's able to get out, and then this is where we um, have the St. Paddy's Day parade, and you know he kind of slinks in and slinks out of the parade and manages to evade capture. Finds a little green hat. He does. Love it. So then, there's a press conference. Wait, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick, yes, sir. He disappears. He get or he kind of dis- he he gets away from this parade, mm-hmm. and then he goes into a random building. When he comes out of that building, he now has normal Harrison Ford hair. Did you notice that? I did not. It's like I know his hair changed pretty quick at this uh, point, but you need to go go back and just watch that ten second scene where he goes in. He still has the black dyed hair. When he comes out, he has a one hundred percent just normal <laughs> Harrison Ford. Like it's got like, it's his normal like brown, but like with like a little bit of gray splotches mixed in. He rinsed it out. So there's no way that he, <laughs> there's no way he had that like recolored. <laughs> it's just like it's kind of like, it's like abrasive. It's like oh wow, it's there's okay. like a few minutes later in the movie that at one point he comes out and 
after he makes another call. And we both, like my wife and I were both like, wow, his hair dye really wore off quickly. So yep. I just didn't catch it right it's, here. It's after the parade. Well, how Back about to, that? It's just normal Harrison Ford hair. How about that? Uh, but then, yeah, so Gerard's, they're get, having the, the press conference and Gerard's getting questioned about it, like, and the one lady, again, is asking a very fair question. Like, don't you think it's a little weird that this man who's guilty and been convicted is taking all of these risks to, like, is it possible he's innocent? That's right. I'm like, nope, everybody's adamant. They just keep saying, nope, he's, he's guilty. He was proven guilty. He was convicted in a court of law. That's right. And then this is that, like I said, so he tries another number, which doesn't answer. Which this part I I didn't remember and it kind of confused me at first. I was like, he calls this number, it doesn't answer. Who did he call? I think he's calling to see if it's Sykes. I, I'm pretty sure that he's calling to see if Sykes is home. Oh, maybe I don't. I can't recall this. Because he calls and the guy doesn't answer, and then he gets and this is where he gets on the roof and then he goes around and then breaks. Oh, him. okay, yeah, that's Sykes' house, yeah. So I think I couldn't tell with the way that the house. I think he was calling to see if anybody was there. Maybe. See if anybody answered. And then since it wasn't, he was close enough. Then he goes and breaks in. But he, know, he noticed that the police were also watching it, right? Isn't that what... Was that, is that I don't think house? the police were watching it yet, though. I thought they showed a car out front or something. When he's, like, up on the roof, he like doesn't he, like, see a car? Oh, it's, yeah. That, no, you're right. Because when he's leaving that bar, he sees that cop. And I thought he was... So when I was watching, I was like, I don't remember this part. I was like, oh, he's going to tail this guy and this guy's in on it again. But mm-hmm. he wasn't. It was just, like, a random cop that happened to be out. It's unclear. This part was a little confusing. Totally. But, or I, did I, I don't know if I said Lens, but it turns out he breaks into this place and it turns out to be the one-armed man's place. Sykes. Sykes. And that he finds that um, he's in cahoots with this McGregor, uh, what was it? Devlin, Devlin McGregor. McGregor. Very Irish name. Yes. So he starts piecing some of this together and then he calls Kim, or he calls Gerard. Mm-hmm. And tells him he's like, "Hey, this basically is like I'm I'm on to something here. I know what's going on." And he leaves the phone off the hook for the old police and movies pinpointing the location. Just track him. I like it. Very smart here. This point also ties back because uh, he like flashes back to the original like dinner party before his wife was called was uh, murdered, and uh, he gets introduced to this Doctor Lentz guy. Alec. Is that his name? Alec. Yes. Alec Lentz. So this is a point where we're like led to believe like, oh, this Alec Lentz guy mm-hmm. is behind all this and has something to do with this like uh, very controversial drug, Provasic. Mm-hmm. So like that, like that's where we're headed right now. That's where we're going. Um, so then, yeah, Sykes gets home and Gerard's there and starts questioning him and tells Sykes tells Gerard that he's the head of a security for Devlin McGregor mm-hmm. and that he doesn't know Kimball. He's never met him before. And I gotta tell you too, if I'm if I'm Gerard and some I'm questioning this guy, he's like, "Hey, do you mind if I look around and see if he stole something?" That to me throws up a little bit of a red flag. I agree. Like, why? I mean, the police are here. We'll let you know if there's any signs of anything. So that, Sykes uh, Sykes was a former cop too, right? He was. Yeah. They he's, mentioned he's that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How'd you lose that arm? In the line of duty. <laughs> okay. So. Kimball calls Charles again, and he's like, hey, I, I know Lentz was in on this. So he's after me because the medicine was causing liver damage, mm-hmm. and he's he's convinced. He's like, Lentz is in on this, but then... Yeah, he convinced Lentz is switching the samples and destroying the real data. Come to find out, though, he died in a car accident. Lentz though, is dead. A year ago. Yep. 
So then Gerard and Cosmo start questioning Charles again. So they're trying to, you know, get basically like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And he doesn't give him anything this time. He's right. like, I'm not, I'm not telling you anything. And they're also, I forgot to forgot to mention when he was talking to Charles, he's like, I need to meet you. And he's going to meet him later on that night. Right. So I very important piece. I should have definitely mentioned. Um, so Kimball, then this like, Again, I totally forgot about this. Kimball gets the blood sample from Bones. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. And like just this random guy that gets introduced like super late in the movie. Yes. But he's his buddy. Right. He's, he's got these samples. He's got the DNA. So the blood, whatever it was. Very important. And then goes to Jane Lynch, which if the cops did their job, <laughs> they would have been keeping an eye on her. No kidding. They would have immediately caught Dr. Kimball. So they take a look at the uh, samples and it turns out that it's a normal sample. And they were all taken from the same liver. Oh my gosh. So Kimball is very much like, okay, I don't know, understand what's going on. So he was sending samples to Lentz, proving that this was causing liver damage, but they were being changed. And then Jane Lynch was like, when, once he says, it turns out he was, he was killed, Jane's like, well, half, I'm like, half of the ones that he approved were the day he died. Mm-hmm. So it was very likely that someone manipulated someone Switch with the samples. access. That's right. Who has access? Only one person. And I think Harrison Ford at this point very clearly, he, he knows what's, oh, yeah. what's happening. He knows. He knows what's what. So Sykes is waiting outside the hospital, too, and he calls his contact and tells him, like, he hasn't seen Kimball, but then, of course, just happens to be walking through that alley. He's like, no, wait, never mind. I found him. <laughs> this is not well thought out. No. Obviously, if he kills... Richard Kimball, like, he's basically already being investigated. Yeah. For, and then he's going to go out and murder someone? Like, seems like a foolproof way to go to jail. I mean, I feel like at this point, he's like, his back's against the wall. He knows he kills him, maybe goes on the run. Dude, got to lay low. I, I mean, I guess that's I mean, true. Yeah. Like, he's about to, I guess he's about to implicate him. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it's either that or go to jail anyway. But, yeah. I don't know. I would have just run and hit, if I'm him. Yeah, and then he also shoots a police officer. Yep. To make Which, it even worse. I have a fun I have a fun little story about that too as well. The police the officer. The police officer? The, yeah. The guy from Scrubs. So Gerard's team, there's a there's a lot of things that kind of happen all at the same time here. So Gerard's team finds records saying that Kimball called Sykes. And then they're like, all right, well, we need to call Sykes. And they're like, well, he's he's not there, he's gone. So that again throws up a red flag. So and like you said, so Sykes gets on the train and he's holding Kimball at gunpoint. And then the janitor from Scrubs is like, hey, Kimball, and then immediately gets shot. So <laughs> the funny part about this is there's an episode in Scrubs. I don't yeah, know you, I know exactly what you're talking so, about. That, like the whole thing. And JD at Zach Braff's like, hey, I was watching The Fugitive. Like this guy looked exactly like you. So fast forward to the end of the episode he basically is like yeah it was me like yeah, he, he's like embarrassed about it yeah but it was just super funny like we we're watching that i was like i totally forgot about this i was like that's a yeah. that's a good call on scrubs part yeah. like playing in the into scrubs this. universe this the janitor was a former actor in this fugitive love it yeah it's fantastic absolutely love it genius um you kimball too quick thinking how do you subdue somebody on a train you just you tap on the brakes you hit the brakes and make them go tumbling forward isn't it weird to think that anyone can just do that is that that's like, I feel like those emergency brakes are still all over, right? I also, it still takes me out of this movie every time when he struggles so much to fight a dude with one arm. At this point, too, he's literally got one arm. Like, I mean, he's not even... He, yeah, there's no prosthetic. He's not even trying to... There's nothing. Yeah, it's bad. I'm just... 
like boy what you've really... and the dude's old too like at this point he's like super old like yeah take him out man i know but he's able to finally subdue him and and he cuffs him also, Harrison Ford throws terrible punches. Like he has always thrown punches. terrible punches. Terrible. I don't remember. Is Indiana Jones punches being good. so bad? Really? It's like he like gears up like this. Yeah, they're bad. And then he gives you know, and I'm just like, that's not going to do Telegraphing it. Telegraphing it. He is. Yeah. I mean, the mo- magic of movies—you don't have to worry about it. I don't know. This, they just seemed especially bad in this one. It's, it wasn't good. Um. So then, after all that, he takes off and he heads to where the award ceremony is going on, where Charles is going to be honored for all of his work for Pervasic. Um, <laughs> you switch the samples. So he throws the gun from the crime scene at the train, which I feel like was a bold strategy. He has the gun, takes it, and puts it in the post off or postal oh, drop box. Mails two guns. Which I'm like. What? I mean, but now your handprints are all over it, so you can't say, I didn't shoot him. What if the mailman shoots himself on accident? Exactly. Like, there's a lot of holes in that logic there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Uh, so then, yeah, he, he finally gets his way to the award ceremony, and Charles is giving this big speech about how the drug is completely safe, and Kimball interrupts. He was like, you switched the samples. Dude, this ending scene's great. It absolutely is. My friend is uh, a little tired. Let's go talk over here. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why I forgot about it, but he walk he's the, following him into that yeah, other room and immediately the, like back out the chair shot here's him with a chair dude that chair would have just freaking taken him out absolutely it fell apart very quickly I would not want to sit on that chair that was a big chair it's a man. balsa wood chair man no kidding that was <laughs> not going to support the weight of a human being here's a broken Harrison Ford's back back out Almighty he's dead. So fire brimstone, it's Kane. <laughs> so they start fighting, um, it's big big fist fight, and all the while the marshals team and Chicago Police Department are getting there. So everybody's getting to this building all at once. Chicago PD is going to take him out. They're gunning for him since he allegedly killed a cop. That's right. They think he shot the cop. Um, if you get an open shot, you take it. Take it. <laughs> so the helicopter just starts firing at random. Didn't doesn't care. Very diehard. Yeah, I was like, boy, you got to settle down. But then. Gerard calls it off. Yeah, he's like, tell him to quit shooting. The guy's like, why? Because I don't want to get shot. Yeah, which is fair. With <laughs> yeah. the guy, how reckless that yeah, guy is. Yeah, it's hilarious that guy asked why. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> so they 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 have a, a big fight. They have a colossal tussle. and uh, the colossal tussle. That's right. <laughs> Was that the backup name for WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the colossal tussle. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. So they're fighting up to the skylight, and then they end up falling through the skylight, and... Charles falls into the elevator. Kimball falls on top of it. It's a very near swerve of Charles going to get away, but thankfully Kimball comes to and is able to get out on the same floor that Charles does. Uh-huh. The ninth floor, I believe. Hmm. Fifth floor. I fifth floor. Fifth floor. It's on the fifth floor. Laundry. 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 <laughs> fifth floor, menswear. Um, and then at the same time, Gerard and Cosmo get there, and they're like, okay, we got to get everybody out of here. And then they are trying to, you know, walk through and, and find everybody. And Gerard just starts spelling out. He's like, hey, I know you're innocent. I know mm-hmm. you didn't do it. Right. I, everything. And you, you gave you gave the keys. So that's why there was no forced entry to, to borrow the car that night. So Abe's like spelling it all out. He's like, but you got to come with me. You got to mm-hmm. come with. Right. All the while, Charles manages to, I don't know what it is, that giant iron. He Man, throws that into. Oh, yeah, a freaking beam into yeah. Cosmos's face. Just bam, knocks him out. Thud. And then he comes around the corner. He's getting ready to shoot Gerard, but thankfully 
Kimball's there with a giant metal bar. Yes, sir. Just whacks him down. Takes him out. Takes him out and says, I'm so glad you're done because I'm tired. <laughs> yes. I'm just tired of this. So, um, I mean, Gerard should be very thankful that Kimball was no kidding. not answering him right away. No kidding. If he comes out, they're both dead. Very re- very rewarding ending. You get it like you, you finally get uh, Gerard kind of softening up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimball saved his life. I don't know. It's, just, it's, a, it's a very rewarding ending. I thought you didn't care. That's right. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. They drive away. That's it. Game over. I thought there, I, for some reason, I remember there being something like he's acquitted, but no, it's just, yeah, we're, we're left to assume that Gerard, oh, yeah, he's off. Yeah, he's vouching off. for him, and Kimball's off to a life of uh, depression and no friends. <laughs> Seriously, he's, he's got a very bleak outlook, probably. He's, steer, he's still clearly messed up. Oh, yeah, from all this, but yeah, at least, at least he'll have his name cleared. He should have his name cleared, absolutely. No doubt about it. The Fugitive 1993. There it was. That's it. Wrapped up in a nice little bow. Absolutely. Uh, I got a question for you. Who's your MVP? I, I'll let you choose anyone you want for this one. Anyone? Anyone you want. Well, then I'll tell you what. I'm going to go against the grain a little bit here, or at least for probably what you're, you're thinking. Swim, you're swimming upstream. I liked Harrison Ford. Interesting. I'm give, Because I'm giving you, it's your house. I want to give you the, the obvious, the layup here. But okay. I did like... The scenes that, like you said, Harrison Ford really turned it on, really sold it for me. He does have some good moments. There are some definite spots where I'm like, what What are we doing here? But I think that scene alone where he's in the hospital with the kid and taking care of that kid. Yeah, was that like, was really, yeah. That it, was really t- it hit home. That was good. So I'm going to give it to Harrison Ford. All right. Let's say you can't choose Harrison Ford and you can't choose Tommy Lee Jones. Because that's going to be my pick. Um, if I can't choose Harrison Ford... Um, I would say put some pressure on you. The dude that plays Charles. Oh, Doctor Nichols. Okay. Because isn't he in Deuce Bigelow? The second yeah, one? he's in the, the second, second one. one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's... two Deuce Bigelow connections. Right. Um, he does a good job of being like a like a slimy bad guy. Yeah, isn't he? A, isn't he end up being the bad guy? In the, in he he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, absolutely. He's the cop, right? Um, Dirty cop. But no, I, th- I mean. Because for a good chunk of the movie, and again, if you haven't seen it for a while, like you watch it and you're like. Okay, Kimball's got like at least one guy in his corner, and then mm-hmm. the further it goes on, you're like, no, you definitely don't. And he, the the transformation is very believable, but he also like like you said, if you watch it knowing, then you can pick up on some stuff. But if you're yeah. not knowing, then yeah, it's subtle enough. So I'll give him I'll give him that. I plus I gave Joey Joey Pantoliano. That's who I was gonna, I was gonna be my uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. but that's so obvious. He's just freaking incredible. Yeah. Like this is one of the like best roles I think 100%. in the '90s, let alone movies in general. But my like side award, if I can't choose Tommy Lee, I'd go Joey, Joey Pants, yeah. like, as they call him, in the biz. That's right. He's got just some great lines. He's not a, he's not in a ton, but when he's around, like he's like trying to steal some some light away from Tommy Lee Jones. He he gets some good lines in. He and he and Tommy Lee Jones have phenomenal. Oh, they're chemistry. great. Yes, they are great. They are tip top. Nice little one-two punch. I like the the mustachioed cop too. He's got he's yes. got a few. He's got some good uh, reactions. Yeah, I I mean, again, I'm, I'm being polite, but it needs to be said. I need to be on record. Tommy Lee Jones is like head and shoulders the MVP of this film. Agreed. But if I had to pick, I'll give it to Harrison Ford with a backup of Doctor Nichols. Harry, 
Henry Ford. What? Uh, which scene would you pick from this film to show which someone? Which scene? I am going to say... Oof. The most iconic moment to me is when that train's bearing down on him, gets the saves the cop. Mm-hmm. You know, you know he's a good guy. And I love the moment of Harrison Ford jumping just in time as the train. It's true. I love it. That's such a cool scene. I was reading up on how they did it actually today because I was like, that's a like great stunt. But then I read about it and it's like, it's like basically superimposed the. Uh, yeah. So there's actually, there was no, I mean, it makes sense. There's no like real danger. Right. But I thought maybe they still had like some kind of timing mechanism where yeah. the guy was still jumping as like not an actual train came, but something was yeah, going. They yeah. filmed a real train like smashing into something. Oh, damn. Nice. Or they filmed something smashing into something. I don't know if it was actually a train, but a simulated train. I like it. But yeah, I love that scene. That's a, that's just a very memorable moment. Nice. And the train derailing. Very timely topic for train derailments here. It is. That's why we're here. That's right. There's all kinds of them. Um, I would say the uh, tunnel into the dive off the dam. Mm, yeah. That, that scene for me has always been one that's that stuck out, stood out for me. That, that's a good one. I don't care. I didn't kill my wife. That's a good choice. Yeah. There you have it. Good deal. Do we give impressions? I don't know. That's the fugitive. Do we? What? Do we give impressions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think we did. No, we didn't. No, that's right. Yeah. So in my mind, I did. Yeah. Um, that'll be perfect because then it'll lead us right into the rankings. So I'll let you. I'll defer to you. It's your. Uh, I'm kind of gonna. I kind of mentioned it early, but this is just one of those movies you kind of. It's not forgettable, but definitely flew under the radar for me. Like it's. I just hadn't gone back to it in a while. And it's just a very well-made film. Pretty much very well acted. There's a few moments that I mentioned that I wasn't buying what Harrison was selling, but Tommy Lee Jones and his gang, Joey Pants, you know, like, man, it's phenomenal. The doctor, the villain, Dr. Nichols does a good job. Just well made, well acted. I just, it's a good story. Just, yeah, I had a a blast. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. I, this is a movie that I... Like I think, take for granted is the best way to say it. Like I just, I always was like, "Yep, yeah, it's a good movie." Um, I don't go out of my way to watch it. I should probably do it more often because everything you said, well made, well acted for the most part. A lot of fun, good suspense, good, no doubt. good popcorn movie as you as you like to call it. So great St. Patty's film. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> great timing. Timely, timely, timely topic. No doubt. You want to rank? Let's rank them. All right. All right, I'm already locked in. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, I am going to give The Fugitive a 5.0. Interesting. 5.0. And that will be in between Hot Tub Time Machine and Top Gun Maverick okay. for number, I number believe, 29. 29. 29. All Got right. At the same time, maybe a second ahead of you. <laughs> Five point. All right, let me run over to the board to update it. Tub and Maverick. Yes, sir. So I need to go here. Oh gosh, that didn't work. Hang on. Quick call to Beverly about the Palominos. <laughs> hey, did you see Will Ferrell wasn't peeking like last week or something? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we had we've had a lot of celebrities in the area because we had we had the Fonz. Oh, that's right. He was just in the Fonz. Yeah, it was like two days ago. Yeah, he was he was in the area too. That's crazy. Uh, 5.0? 5.0. Can't spell. 
Okay, 5.0. 5.0. I'm back. All right. I had a very similar rating. I went with a 5.1. I'm going to put it in the 45 spot between Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Above Commando. So very similar ratings, but mine uh, mine's a little bit lower in the rankings. Solid flick. But Solid, still, yeah, yeah great. Good, good stuff. Film number 80. I got it at 45. You got it at 29. Papa Hightower, I hope I hope it's we did good. it justice yeah, for I, you. Yeah, I hope so too. I, I think we both both enjoyed it. It's a great film. Just, you know, well acted. I know you got a, you got a big fan in the misses now too. Like she's she's one hundred percent. She loved it. I'm surprised she had a lot of problems with the story. Well, it was mostly the location. I'm, I'm kidding. She sent me so at some point they they mentioned like Tommy Lee Jones is like I'm over District Five or something like that. Like he mentioned some district, so she texted me a picture. Of this district, she's like, it's this, this. She's like, you've been here, you know this, 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 and this. I was like, oh lord, <laughs> you got to throttle down, lady. You just, you got to pump the brakes. You can't watch any Chicago films with Mrs. Cash. I generally don't. I generally that's, don't. That's the simple solution. All right, you ready for film number eighty-one, yes, sir? Yes, because you you are going to surprise me with what we're talking about here. Yes, this is the big reveal. Once again, thank you for joining us for our 80th film. Yes. The Fugitive. As always, thanks for all the supporters. Keep reaching out. Keep letting us know what you think. We'll take some movie recommendations. We're not going to promise anything, but we'll, right. we'll look at them. We're open. We'll, we'll take a look. We're open to business. And even if it's not in the 80s and 90s, we'll still consider it. I mean, we probably won't do it. but No, we won't, we'll but we'll consider it. it. Yeah, we'll consider it. We'll okay. pretend. <laughs> all right, here we go. Film number 81. I'm taking us back. To the 80s. Yes. This is from 1986. 1986, one of the greatest years of film. It is a great year of film. It's a movie I mentioned a long time ago doing. Okay. And it's kind of like, I don't know, I just kind of, I was like really psyched about it. And then we got busy probably and I kind of forgot about it. But I noticed it was back on Prime the other day. Mm-hmm. Starring the one and only Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Cobra. Oh, I'm very happy to hear this. I'm... I'm pretty pleased. Crime disease. I'm the cure. I'm the cure. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Oh, this is fantastic. This is a good one. This is a great call. I'm very excited to, to watch this with a critical eye. I'm always tickled to go back to a Stallone film, too. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I, I never realized how much I like Stallone. I immediately think of Rocky and Rambo, and those, mm-hmm. aren't, those aren't two of my favorite franchises. That's understandable. But, like... Demolition Man, like you know, Expendables. He's got a lot of stuff I do also really oh, like. Oh yeah, so absolutely. And Cobra. Yeah. Well, well, maybe. But we'll talk about. Yeah, how we maybe. Feel about Cobra. Maybe I like Cobra. Maybe does I it, don't. Does it hold up? <laughs> we don't know. How do you feel about Marion Cabretti? Oh yes, I'm more of a Rhinestone fan. Oh yeah, that's right. Beer, Drinkenstein. Oh, Drinkenstein. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Still on regular rotation on my uh, my Spotify. It's a fun song. Absolutely. All right, anything else before uh, we sign off here? No, thanks again, guys. Thanks, 80, 80 strong, and uh, stay tuned. Like we said, 100. You got to stick with us 20 more episodes. 20, right. Yeah, 19 more episodes now, I guess. But Hey, one day at a time. It's going to be a big <laughs> one. No doubt. All right, take care, everybody. See ya. Provasic.